Welcome back to Where Are All My Friends. This is a really cool episode this week. It is with OK Kenji, who is an artist and producer, but the reason it's so rad is he found me through the podcast. He was a listener and fan of the podcast, hits me up on Instagram, and I liked his project so much that I then became a fan of what he was doing. And it was this really weird, cool, full circle moment where it was like, bro, I like what you do. And he was like, bro, I like what you do. And then he was here in LA and we got to record this podcast in person. And it was literally our first time meeting in real life, all because of the podcast. So on a bigger level, I just think that's so cool. And thank you to everyone who has listened. And thank you to everyone who has spread the word because as it grows, cool moments like this happen. So this episode was also really cool because he really didn't want to make it about himself. He is a fan of podcasts and likes to use them to learn as much as he possibly can. So this episode was a lot less of his story and a lot more of him sharing specifically what he did to get signed as an artist. We very much get into Facebook marketing and how to promote yourself as an artist online with paid ads. And we also get into the importance of community and what you do once you acquire a new fan online, how to actually make them a real fan and how to make a connection and how valuable that is. So we talked a lot about how he built his Discord channel to become so big and what that's led to. So a very, very valuable episode that I think everyone will like. And if you do, the only thing I ask is share it with another friend that you think might like it. I put so much time into this podcast purely to help people. And the more it grows, the more I can have conversations like this with more cool people and hopefully help even more people. So that does help a lot. Enjoy. Where are all my friends sitting down with Kenji? And this is a really cool one because we're friends because of the internet mm -hmm. and actually a little bit because of this podcast too. And this is one of those moments where I'm just like, there's a lot of bad and there's a lot of annoying parts of the internet, but there's also some magical parts where you can make friends and great connections and find art and music through it. And I feel like this is exactly what happened in our case. Heck yeah. So selfishly, I really want to hear your side of you finding the podcast because yeah. that's so cool to me. Like that's how we kind of started talking. Absolutely. Um, but I also do kind of want to hear just a little bit about you and like your artist project and, and how you're, what you're up to, mm -hmm. where you got to where you're at and really just paint that picture. So for a listener who doesn't know who you are, yeah, let them know. Yeah. So I'm okay, Kenji. Um, I'm a producer, songwriter, recording artist. The last one is the most recent thing. Okay. Uh, just started putting up music last year. Really? Yeah. And um, I guess that's the long and the short of it. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But your first question, how we met, um, well, we met today. We met like a little yeah, in person. We met literally like ten minutes, less ago. than an hour ago. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Real quick, am I the? F am I? How do I word this? I because we. I was a listener first, and now I'm on the podcast. Have has anyone oh, else? Oh shit! Been, has that has been the case? there been like the original, like straight up found the podcast like just a, a listener as a fan first? I was a fan of the pod, and now I'm a a guest. You might be the first. Heck yes. You actually might be the first. Because straight up, we started talking in DMs. You followed me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, this is cool. Yeah. And you're like, what you're doing is cool. And yeah. I was like, what? Well, because I, I DMed you and I was like, hey, man, I just wanted to let you know that I love what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I've been learning a lot. And yeah. it's really cool. I don't, I don't know. Like, you know, I met Josh through you. Yep. Um, Shout out Josh Apple. Exactly. And yeah. um, I remember even when I was talking to him, I was I was 
we were on the phone and I was like, man, because he asked me, he was like, like, is there anything you learned? Like, because I told him I loved y'all's episodes oh, with Ben. Yeah, the yeah, three yeah, of you guys the together. Council. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was like, actually, yeah, there's so much practical stuff that I got. Uh, one of the things being, you know, when you waterfall a release. Yes. That's something that like, of, of course, I've seen yeah. uh, like other artists do it on Spotify. But like I just for some reason, it, hearing Josh say like, you can waterfall. And what that means is when you put a previous release with another release, but like the second release has the previous release like in it. So like when together. somebody streams a single, yeah. your release that came out a month ago mm-hmm. plays right after the one that you just put out that day. Yeah. So it's yeah. like a two song release, basically. Yeah. Something that simple. It's like, yeah, for an independent artist who might not be thinking about those type of things, it's like that helps. That's so cool to me. And like, honestly, like, this is kind of this cool full circle moment because when I started the podcast, dude, I came from a place of, I had started touring with bands. I had done all of that tour manager, Mm -hmm. merch, front of house, photo, day-to-day, all that. Then worked at a record label, then started managing artists, then started my own label version three and done so much in music. And I think for me, like my purpose, like the thing that I always came back to was I always just thought it was so cool that I had a place where I could help these amazing people. Mm. I can't play music at all. Mm. And I like view my friends that can create music, write music, play live as like magicians. Like I'm (laughs) like, I don't know how you do this, but it's amazing. So for me, when I found that like I could be of assistance to them, that my like weird business understandings and this is and that's helped, Mm -hmm. that was such an honor to me. Mm. And throughout my journey, I was like, yeah, it's cool to, you know, work at a label or manage artists. And I really do love it, but it's a little bit more focused than I thought it would be. And what I mean by that is when you work with a band or an artist, you're working with one to five people and it's amazing to help that, but I wanted to do it bigger. So when I found podcasting and I was like, wait, if I have these conversations and upload them, Mm -hmm. there's the chance that anyone in the world could hear this and it could help them. Yeah. So... As the podcaster, mm-hmm. you kind of upload these out into the abyss and hope for the best. Yeah. There's a couple of YouTube comments, but you don't really hear feedback yeah. uh, from a podcast. So like sitting down with you right now because of the podcast is this moment where I'm like, holy fuck. It's a the epitome of full circle. It's so cool. Yeah. And the fact that you're like, dude, yeah, I learned stuff from it. I like mm-hmm. it. I'm like, oh, holy fuck. Cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That that's why even just being on here, man, it's a it's a privilege, man. And I'm so honored. Hopefully, whether it's just my fans getting to hear from me or a new person, hopefully I can bring some value, whether it's just entertainment or something, you know, I don't know what could come from this. But it's like you said, it's like, let's just talk and put it out and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. I think like to me, what I've always enjoyed about podcasts is you can learn a lot through someone's story and through Mm. someone's experiences, more so than reading a book or just technical application. There's times where you're just like, how the hell do I get this compressor to do this? Just (laughs) Google it. There's a YouTube video for it, whatever. But there's certain times where when you hear somebody's stories, you relate to their struggles, something like that kind of gives you those light bulb moments where you're like, what if I did this? Or Mm. like the way Josh talked about a waterfall, for some reason, like just him saying that in conversation was enough for you to be like, why am I not doing that? (laughs) Yeah. So that's amazing. And yeah, like, let's just see where the conversation goes. I think to me, 
And for for any of my listeners, I do want to kind of take a second to shout out your project because I really yeah. do think what you're doing is cool. And Heck yeah. for me, I don't even know it to a deep degree. Mm-hmm. I have always thought of you as an artist because when mm. we started talking, you were already an artist. Yeah. So maybe just paint that picture and then we can get into some specific tangible things and some, sure. some things you've been paying attention to lately. Yeah. But how did you go from being... How did you go from finding music yeah. to then starting production to then going to artist? Yeah. Is that a good question? To, Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Um, so just like probably everyone listening, I was just a fan of music. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I was like, I think I think I want to start making beats because I found I'm from Atlanta. So, you know, I grew up listening to a lot of hip hop and a lot of my favorite songs, it was really because I wasn't really paying attention to the lyrics much. It was yeah. just kind of the beat. Yeah. I know some rappers are going to hear that and be like rolling their eyes because that's like the worst thing. I, I'm <laughs> like that too. I mean, again, I don't play or make music, but uh-huh. I, it's it's a joke. It's a running joke with me that I'm now Andrew Lyrics Cram because I don't listen to lyrics. That's funny and sad at the same time because <laughs> for a lot of artists, I think I've at least my artist friends, they all agree that writing lyrics is the most like hair pulling part it's yeah. the most difficult part. Really? Yeah, because you can hum a melody. Anyone can hum a melody, but it's like, do you have something to say? Yeah. And like, I don't know, but I also know people where they write lyrics better than they can come up with melodies. Right. So, you know, everyone's certain different. Certain people are like writers, right? Poets, or they, exactly. they express thoughts and mm-hmm. they just have that. Mm-hmm. And what I will say is it's not like I don't hear any lyrics. I think <laughs> the show of an amazing song is mm-hmm. when you can get an Andrew Lyrics Cram type to hear the lyrics and to like have that connect. Yeah. Like when somebody who's not totally. necessarily paying attention to it catches and hears something and feels like an emotion and understands, you're just like, oh. Yeah. So, so anyway. I, you know, I wouldn't classify you as, because you're in the music business, but I feel like what you just said represents a lot of like casual fans. Yes. Right. Yeah. So to your point, it's like, yeah, can you, can you capture the casual fan? Yes. Right. Yeah. So, but Drake was a big um, person who when I was first starting out, like I was trying to just copy Drake beats basically. Mm. But Drake does such a good job as, and he doesn't get enough credit, I feel like as a lyricist. Because you think about all of his songs, like you don't listen to lyrics, but when I say started from the bottom, now we hear, like you know exactly, right? Yeah. And like he has this ability to where it's like the casual fan, now they're putting that as their Instagram uh, caption. That's a great point. You know, dude, he's so good. He's the best. He's the best at that. And that's like, uh, dude, I have the feeling this is going to be a fun podcast because we can take some sidebars. We can tell your story. Oh, but yeah. I love like talking about these little points. And yeah. It's fun to mm-hmm. talk like music business artist and like compare. Um, I don't I don't think that gets enough credit. It's like the that little shortened saying of like, keep it simple, stupid kiss. Mm. Like. It is an art. It is an absolute talent and skill totally. to communicate something with less, not more. Yeah. So even though lyrics are simple or understandable, does not mean that they're not good. Oh, absolutely. That that even ties into people that are like great Twitter follows because they just will have like this bomb freaking tweet. And it's like either something really funny or something really profound, but they said it in five words. Right. It's like, dude. Yeah. So to your point, yeah, it's a huge skill. Yeah. There's absolutely value in that. So you started off and you were making beats and you're like, cool, this side's easy. Miss me with those lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was probably like 15 and I was 
just like, oh, I, lo- I love like all my favorite songs, but why are these my favorite songs? It's not because I cared about what the rappers were saying. It was just because, oh, these beats are all kind of similar. Like there's a certain kind of clap that they use that I like or a certain kind of hi-hat. And so that's when I was like, I wonder, like I'm able to, as a 15 year old, like identify these elements in the, in the music. Yeah. So I was like, I feel like I understand it. I feel like I can do it. Yeah. So I downloaded uh, FL Studio, a, a cracked version of it. Shout out to the cracked version <laughs> of FL Studio. I know, dude. Like, FL deserves so much. Like, we all owe FL money. Shout out to the cracked version of any Adobe product and the cracked version of FL Studio because s- that has started so many careers. <laughs> dude, I don't know if I should say this, but I still use a cracked Photoshop. I'm not here to judge you, man. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> Adobe dude, fucking listening to where are all my friends. Do you hear it? I Kendry know, said it. I know. <laughs> Maybe we should cut that out. I don't know. I'm just Fuck kidding. It, um, yeah, no, I still get like the auto message where it's like, you're using a thing, mm-hmm. like an illegal version. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I just like X out of it real quick. So you started with a cracked version of FL Studio? Yes. Yes. I don't anymore. I bought, I buy all my plugins now, but yeah. I feel like now I'm like having to defend myself. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. No, no, trust me. I got a yeah, check. I got a streaming check. I, I fixed it. Oh. Yeah, I'm good oh. now. No. Yeah, so I started making beats, and like I said, I was I just was copying Drake beats. I was doing that for a long time, and then I at, I started getting frustrated that I, I felt like my production career wasn't going where I felt like it should go or where it should be, and maybe that does maybe that was like a little bit of entitlement. But for people that know, it's like it's not like I was just making beats and like hoping for the best. A lot of people know that like I, I work very hard and I, I was very close to giving up is what I'm trying to say. Really? Yeah. And that was like 2019. Mm. Um, I'm trying to do the math here because I started releasing music in 2020. Yeah. Mm. So it was 2019 and I was in Nashville at the time and I was around all these songwriters and um, I was just inspired to like start writing. And of course, like, what am I going to write to? Well, I'm going to write to my beats, right? Yeah, it's easier um, than going on like track train or something like that. Yeah, because I already know like what beats I like anyway. So uh, I, I started writing to my own beats. I was also living with songwriters. So they, they had mics around. So okay. I just I just plugged it in and started. I, I started rapping first. I was like, you know, this isn't terrible, right? Like it's not bad. And like I started sending it to like my manager friends, A&Rs, whatever. And they were like, and they all knew me as a producer. So they're like, dude, this beat's amazing. But like, who who's the artist? It's like, oh, that's me. They're like, what? And I had a lot of um, people that I respect. And they were like, yo, you should, you should do something with this. You should release it or something. And, you know, that really encouraged me. And um, now that's basically today. That's what I'm doing. Um, so I dropped my first project in 2020. Wow, I didn't realize it was that recent. I mean, yeah. I guess I could have looked at the the timeline of it, but I for some reason I thought you had like archived stuff or you had been at it for a long time. Nah, nah. The first song was um, January 2020. Fucking damn. Yeah, I actually tweeted recently. Um, since then, I've dropped new music every month. So I dropped new music every month for the last like 20 months. And- Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it it's it's cool because you know we were talking before the podcast. Um, so much has happened. Like I just signed a deal for for the artist project. Yep. Um, and I don't know, man. It's it's weird because I almost want to say it was easy, and not to like I don't know that could come off like discouraging for people that have been doing the artist thing for years and years, and they're struggling so much. But yeah, I don't know. It's like just be consistent, right? Yeah. 
what a big bold statement to be like yeah i just signed a deal it was easy mm. so many people will hear that and be like the fuck yeah so like break that down where do you think why do you think that was easy for you what well, factors got you to that point was it mastering your production first was it reading the room of current culture and understanding music that people would want to sign and not just making music that you believed in mm. was it meeting the right people like what do you think i think it was all of those things when i look at the past year and a half and i look at that i'm like man it was easy i and i i stand by that but it's also important because i was producing for years before that too and that also factors into why the last one and a half right mm -hmm. part of that being everything you just said I did have contacts that I built over the years when I was producing. I will say though, I used to think that connections were, I think I was overvaluing connections actually, mm. um, in the sense that like- Me too. I was I was so confident in like who I know and mm -hmm. like my phone book. Like yeah. I have all these numbers of all these important people, whatever. And to this day, like I have some people's phone numbers that like, if, if you saw it, you'd be like, dude, you know that, but it's like, yeah, but like, I don't, maybe that's my, like, I don't know how to utilize those connections. Maybe that's what it is. But like, they haven't really served me in any useful way. I think it's a really humbling thing because I, I felt that a little bit as well. And it's it's so far from like the like sweet brag of like, oh, you know this person, but it's like, okay, cool. So you know this person, you know, your dream producer, you know, your dream person at mm -hmm. the label. Um, I actually, I remember it so well for me where it wasn't like this, oh my God situation, but I was managing a small pop punk band and I was friends with a much bigger pop punk band. Mm -hmm. And it was like my early days of managing. And dude, I got checked so hard where I hit up the bigger pop punk band, dude, the, like the, the kid in the band that does all the business mm -hmm. decisions. And we're friends, like legitimate friends. Uh -huh. And I was like, bro, I was like, I just started managing this band. Can you do me this favor and put them on your fall tour? Mm -hmm. And he hits me back and he's like, let me ask you a question. Oh, no. He's like, if you were me, yeah. would you say yes? And I stopped and I thought about it. And like, obviously, I believed in this band that mm -hmm. I managed, but they were too young and it wasn't mm -hmm. dialed enough. It wasn't ready for that tour. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck, I wouldn't. And that's kind of, the, I think, to the point of overvaluing connections. It's yeah. like, if your product isn't good enough to yeah. be put in front of those people, uh -huh. then what's the point? Yeah. That's yeah. my take on it. I'm curious more of yours too. But. Yeah, I've had like kind of not arguments, but discussions with some of my other friends because they'll urge me like, dude, if you know this person, like, why don't you reach out to them? And my answer is always, well, I don't feel like I bring enough value to them, right? Exactly what, what, what with what you were saying. And I don't know, like, they're like that's such a, such a waste. And like, if I were you, I would do it. I would just reach out to them. What is there, like, you know, if you if you want to release something on their label, why don't you just send it to them? And I don't know, I just want the, the trade to be equal. Yeah, yeah. Well, you kind of almost feel like you want to earn it too. And maybe some people are less, I don't want to say self-aware isn't the right word, but certain people just have this crazy amount of self-confidence where they're like, they won't even stop and think like, oh, maybe my product's not great. They're just mm. like, put me on. And you're like, yeah respect but like then there's that self-awareness sometimes where you're like is this really the right time mm -hmm. but kind of what i'm hearing and you saying that and something that a lesson that i've learned myself and i think is important is like it doesn't matter who you know if you haven't mastered the craft yeah like if you if your product isn't good it doesn't matter who it gets in front of mm -hmm. because if it's not good people aren't going to want it yeah and on the other side of that if you make a remarkably good product yeah people will find it 
People yeah. like it. Well, and so that's why I was so frustrated as a producer because, you know, you could say I'm being like super cocky right now, but I felt like my beats were, if not as good as people that were wildly successful, yeah. I, I'm, you could argue that I was even better just because I have like music theory knowledge and like I know how to mix and master, like whatever reason, like, you know, and I knew a lot of people. Mm. So I was just like, okay, like I'm in the room with these A&Rs, like I, I literally, there's no one else that I, I could meet yeah. in Atlanta anyway, sure. right? I was in Atlanta and I knew everybody. I was like in the biggest studios, whatever. And I felt like my beats were like, I felt like my beats were better than everyone else's. I don't know, for whatever reason, it just, my production never connected. Like I, I actually managed to get in the, in the studios with some of the biggest rappers in the world, Yeah, right? And yeah. like we made music, but like it, you know, for one reason or another, the music didn't come out or... You know, it's the music business. There's a thousand things that go from making music to it coming out. Officially being in the public eye yep. and released, yes. And then, you know, having a song released and having a, a song that's successful, that's also another Absolutely. Know, big step. So, okay, but this is so funny because, again, to go back to that initial point that we started discussing, it was easy in one sense as an artist to get signed. Yeah. But here you are. You had the you had the connects, you had the phone book, mm -hmm. you had mastered the product as a producer, but it yeah. still wasn't clicking. Yeah. So what's different then? Where what's that shift? Um, well, I, I did want to clarify like signing wasn't the part that to me is easy because mm -hmm. uh well that that was easy, but like what I what I was saying was the success that I've seen, like the little mm. success that I've seen, um, that's what I'm talking about was easy. Mm. Um, and yeah, actually, let's clarify here too, because like, let's not pretend like you're the world's biggest artist yeah, and your project is blowing up. It's still very all. early. Yes, and like the early. deal, like from what I know of the deal, it's not like you're like out here going to buy your family houses. Mm -mm, no, no, no. So like, I don't think either one of us want to make it look like you're no. like, oh, look how fucking cool I am. Yeah, no, no, no. But I think what you just said of like, the feeling and that mm -hmm. traction and the way you're getting noticed and like yeah. you can tell the difference yeah between production kenji mm -hmm. and artist kenji yes even with this little bit right? yes yeah no thank you for clarifying because yeah i don't want people to be like about it's so easy it's, it's so like, easy to get signed <laughs> yeah no 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 but i don't know i would like to think like i'm very proud of where i am and i feel like again if you just juxtapose my career the two years of me being an artist, one and a half years compared, there's, I know people that have been doing it for 10 years. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if you want to just compare numbers or whatever, it's like, so to those people, I would say, why is it, why do I find it to be easy? Well, this might be getting too practical or whatever, but uh, for me, um, and I don't know if this is what you were asking, but Facebook ads have been like a game changer. Let's fucking go. Too practical. You yeah. think somebody's listening to this podcast right now and they're like, he's about to give knowledge that's too practical. I want something obscure where I need to search my soul. No, this is amazing. Talk well, to me. Actually, uh, just out of curiosity, is like with your demographic, do you find it to be like aspiring artists, artists, music business people, like fans of artists? That's that's why maybe I'm thinking it's too practical because if a, a bunch of fans are listening, they're like, okay. Yeah, we don't care about Facebook yeah, ads, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. No, I, I think that from what I've seen, the the large majority of my audience has been a little bit older than mm. I thought, but like I would say probably like mid twenties when okay. I thought that it would be like eighteen through twenty three, right? Yeah. Okay. However, 
the the thing that I do notice is it's a lot of people that are interested in bettering themselves or perfecting their mm. craft. Okay. So it doesn't really like maybe they're fans of music, but they're still taking the time to take the deeper cut to learn why their artist cared about something. Mm. Or you will get the people that are like, I've been working on this artist project. I've been going to school. I've been trying to do this. Or like some people that already work in the industry and just kind of like to like sharpen their knowledge. Yeah. So I think that the conversation translates to many yeah. because regardless of where you are in those buckets, yeah. hearing somebody explain their success with a Facebook ad will be a relevant and interesting thing regardless because you're either okay. able to give somebody advice on it and be uh -huh. like, I heard this artist that did it mm -hmm. or you're an artist and you're like, I'm about to go do that shit. Right. Or you're just stoked on Kenji and you're like, damn, that's sick. I found him on a Facebook ad or, you know, whatever. Right. So I think right. it applies. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So yeah, I think Facebook ads are probably at the time that we're recording this still yeah. one of the best ways to get your music discovered. I just spent probably like two weeks really learning the how to use it yeah. and um, getting the targeting down super well. So I signed this deal and I was actually talking to, um, they have a, I don't know what they call it, like a tech team or something to help yeah. with these type of things. And I was telling them, I was like, hey, I've optimized my ads to the point that like, I'd like to see what you guys could do, but I feel like my ads are probably going to be better. So this much of the budget, like I was asking, like, can you guys just give it to me? Yeah. And like, I'll just run my own ads, right? To the point where my ads like convert and this is going to get super nerdy, but Let's like go, they convert, please. dude, I've got my conversions down to less than two cents. Have you? Yeah. So I thought I was doing good when I worked at a label. I thought I was doing good at six cents. And that is good. Yeah, but that wow. is good. People should people should know that ten cents is good. Yeah, but I got mine down to two cents at one point. I mean, well, you just searching for people that in their bio say I'm a huge fan of Kenji. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, and like honestly, once you learn it, it's really not even that complicated. At least like what I'm talking about, like within Facebook, it's not that complicated. But there's other things like what kind of ads are you running? Like the visuals, like. You know what I mean? Like, do you have a video? What, yeah. What part of the song? All of that plays into converting. Do you think one one thing that I found, and I'm kind of, I'll be honest with you, like I personally am so excited to hear this because I need to brush up on my game and <laughs> uh -huh. I've been slacking on Facebook ads. I don't do any for the podcast. So as you're saying this, I'm yeah. like, maybe it's time. Yeah. One thing that I found though when I was doing them for the label was that very clear direct pictures of the artist's face yeah. was extremely important. Yep. And an A-B test that I did was the difference between uh it was like a van's warp tour mm. shot and it was like an artist that was performing on it and it yeah. was the up looking at the artist taking the photo of them singing yeah versus the crowd from the drum riser seeing all the crowd because mm. to the artist think about it that's impressive like the artist sees the whole sold out crowd and they're like flex exactly yeah. but then to the fan and who you want to get they want to see their lead singer right there singing exactly. to them. and that was Something that I had to practically learn. And mm -hmm. as soon as I figured it out, I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. But having come from touring, I was like, I want to see that big ass crowd shot. That's sick. Right. Yeah, yeah. no, that's a great point. I, I thought the same thing. I had, I was, I was also A being things when I was trying to get my ads good. I had very super polished, like high definition, like shots. Um, but they never did as well as literally like an iPhone video of me in my room. Really? Yeah. Like people... For whatever reason, psychologically, you can explain it that like it's just more comfortable, whatever. Um, so yeah, like it's almost like you should 
do something less like lower quality almost yeah and but to, well, we've seen that with social media too right like instagram engagement yep non-pro like photos. selfies yeah from your phone do way better than like a studio shot of you yeah, doing something yeah. yeah so for me i'll just tell people like the ads that do the two cent conversions are the ones of me on my iphone i shoot it with my iphone and it's just me with my guitar singing yeah. in my room and I will say I'm all, I'm I'm usually just lip syncing. It's not like I'm actually singing it live, right? Yeah. So you just shoot that like 15 seconds. You use that as your ad, and then you find the best part of the song, whatever. Yep. Get your targeting right. Yep. Tar like you have to know your audience. That's a big part because a lot of artists ask, or some of my friends have asked me, like, but like, how do you know who your audience is? That part I always struggle to answer because I don't, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. I could maybe add something to that yeah well when i like my very first start in business before i even worked in music i worked for a dental sales consulting company okay and they would send out direct mail postcards mm. and they would target dentists and they'd say do you want more fee-for-service patients and that means that mm. patients without insurance without hmos or ppos okay because for a dentist office when you have a cash paying patient it's much better all around so when you would promote to one of those doctors, you'd say, hey, do you want more cash paying patients? And they'd be like, well, yeah, of course, how do you get those? Whatever. Um, but then it would teach these doctors how to get their ideal patients. Mm. And it was a very simple question. And I don't know if this applies to music, but I'm yeah. curious where it was just tell us what's your ideal patient? Mm. And they'd say like, oh, well, somebody who's a cash paying patient, somebody who cares about their dental health, somebody who's on time, whatever. And then it was like, okay, cool, reverse engineer how to target them. Yeah. So I wonder if somebody's having trouble finding their fans, mm -hmm. could you not say, who is your perfect ideal fan? Like, could you not then say, I want to associate closer to these artists? Yes. Yes. I would say what you just said is probably the most step-by-step um, -step way you can get there because within Facebook, how you do it is you, you do target by interest, mm -hmm. right? So you can do it by genre. So if you make pop music, then you can, you can actually target pop music in Facebook. Right. Right. And depending on uh, the size of the artist, you can also target the fans of an artist mm -hmm. if they're big enough. So like, you know, Post Malone, I use Post Malone a lot because nice. um, my music is somewhat in that lane. Yeah. So, but like I said, like if you're, like a if you're if you make music that's like a super obscure band like like a an obscure band you're probably not going to be able to target them even if they have like a sizable audience it ha they right. have to be huge for yeah you to target. i've seen that too like post malone's a great one and like mm -hmm. we all know post malone is it's so big now that it is its own thing that can be targeted mm -hmm. but if you go a little bit deeper like that and you're like I don't know, into like fun, goofy beats and like yeah. little Yachty, like maybe you could do that. But then if you were to go deeper and be like, I want all the wintertime fans, like you're not going to be able to connect yeah. them. So like yeah. another thing is I would have to imagine your fan base is younger. Yeah, for sure. Am I just like so out of touch now that I just assume that there's no young people on Facebook? Do they still exist? Oh, well, I use Facebook ads, but I run the ads on Instagram. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right, huge I, I, point of clarification. I should have clarified that. Yeah, it's on yeah. Instagram. So like Instagram stories or even like the the feed. Okay, post. okay, all right, mm. yes. That's a great thing to clarify. Because even <laughs> yeah. myself, like I should have known that, but I'm sitting there thinking and I'm like, do you really want my mom and dad to be fans of yours? <laughs> right, no, but I've heard Facebook, 
even within Facebook.com, like those still do re- very, wow. very good. Wow. Yeah, especially depending on like what kind of music you make. Yeah. Right. If you make like country music, or something, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yes. There's different audiences on different platforms. Yes. The point of Facebook ads, right, is just to drive traffic to you. Mm. Right. And so for a lot of people that might not have a budget, because with Facebook ads, you're paying for that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how much money I've spent on it, but just for people to understand, I still use Facebook ads. Like I have Facebook ads running right now. Could right? you say hundreds or thousands? It's definitely over, definitely over 10,000. Oh, wow. Okay. But, but that's over since um, January of 2020. Like two years, if you think, yeah, if you think over the course of two yeah. years, what does that come out to be? It's not much. It's like c- yeah. a couple hundred a, a month or something like that. Yeah. But I'm saying that like, it's not much, but like if you're 17 and you're listening to this, you might be like, I don't, I can't do that. Well, yeah. you don't have to, like, you have TikTok, right? I don't use TikTok. I was but, gonna, oh, that was my question I was going to ask you. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have a bunch of homies that literally, I remember um, like this one of my friends, she had like 900 followers on Instagram, whatever. She like started posting on TikTok. Now on TikTok, she has almost 2 million. And now her Instagram following is like into the tens of thousands. Yeah. Right. And that was free. Right. It's the same effect of what I'm doing. Like mm-hmm. I just was driving traffic. She was driving traffic through the, TikTok algorithm. I was driving traffic through ads that I was paying for. Yeah. I I still prefer ads just because I control it. She can't control that, right? She's at the mercy of the algorithm. Do you think that, that you get a different quality of fan? Yeah, I don't know that the quality of the fans um I I I think my fans are amazing, mm-hmm. right? Um and a lot of my artist friends are like jealous, right? Cuz a lot of my artist friends, they also do Facebook ads, but it also so much. There's so many factors because a lot of my friends are rappers. So mm. like for some reason for them, their fans are just not. They seem to be not as supportive as my fans. Yeah. But I'm also doing a lot of things with the traffic. Like once you drive traffic, what are you doing? Because anyone right. like anyone can run ads. OK, yes. anyone can hit a lick on the freaking algorithm and. Oh, oh, dude, I woke up and I had 10,000 followers. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. Right? Are you ready yes. to capitalize yeah. on that? For me, um, I didn't know what I was doing, but I, I started using Discord once I started running ads. Oh. Dude, and the Discord, I mean, today before I came over here, I was on Discord talking with my fans. And oh, because I just, I just announced um, some shows that I'm yeah. doing, right? And um, all people see is like Instagram and like, oh, yeah. Like, but, Nah, dude, where all the engagement is happening is on Discord. Yo, you are bringing some heat to this (laughs) podcast right now. Yeah, dude. Like, so if you're an artist, maybe even beyond being an artist, but definitely if you're an artist, you need to be on Discord. I'm listening to all this for the podcast. I'm just like, dude, I'm not running ads for the podcast. I'm not on Discord. I have one for the Patreon supporters, but like, it's very empty. Like, it's not, it's not popping. If, if there is a way, um, because I was thinking about doing a Patreon as well. Mm. Um, you should, if you can, I don't know if this goes against like the Patreon rules, but you should open up the Discord that you have yeah. publicly yeah. and just keep um, some of the Patreon stuff like private. Yeah, why don't you just do a sub channel, right? Exactly. Just do a private 
yeah. Patreon sub channel and like drop other stuff or have other discussions mm-hmm. there. So keep it exclusive for the Patreon yeah. people, but um, open it up for everyone. I feel like that would actually make it better for the patrons too. Yeah, totally. Just because it's more the merrier, right? Yeah. Especially in Discord, more the merrier. It's a community, so you want it to be full and lively. Um, and dude, like my Discord, I f- here's the thing, how I describe it to my artist friends is once you can get your fans or just even followers they don't even have to be fans and that that is an important distinction right yeah not all your followers are fans of you they might just have liked something one time and they just followed you for something but like once you can get any one in your discord what i found if you have like what i call like a fringe follower Mm -hmm. you can get them to become a super fan way faster than just posting on twitter or whatever oh because it's a closer connection it's real yeah it just like expedites the process of somebody becoming really really invested yeah um that also is a lot of work though so in my discord i'm very active in my discord Mm -hmm. not as much because now i have moderators and like i call them staff Mm -hmm. and i have maybe like six people helping me run the discord yeah um and like dude straight up educate me because i'm slacking on discord like what do you talk about like what's what should an artist be talking like what do you do everything i'm talking about people i have a channel um in my discord where we just encourage each other and we talk about what we're thankful for Damn. like it gets deep i'm talking about it's really really like a family it sounds so cliche but it's like I care about these people. I tell them all the time. If you're ever in the city and you need somebody to pick you up at the airport, I will. I'm there. Oh my god! And like people are like, "What kind of artist? Like, like whatever, whatever. This is crazy." And like, so that's why, dude. Um, I'm joining that shit fucking tonight, <laughs> man. Yeah, flying to ATL. What's good? <laughs> and dude, like, I'm really like, I really have a relationship with my fans. I really love them, and so. Like I, it's like you said, I'm not the biggest artist, but when I post some post something or I'm I post up merch or something, it's like, why are so many people supporting me? Yeah, based on my size. Yeah, right, dude. I know people that have way more followers than me, mm-hmm. but it's like I'll drop a song and it'll stream way more. Yeah, because and like again, I don't really view this as you like trying to flex or it being some ego thing, but it's just like what we're really breaking down here and thinking about is like, you've built a connection. Yep. You're not just like being like, I have this number, so I'm entitled to this. Mm-hmm. You're just like, yo, y'all showed up. Thank you so much. Welcome to the family. Yep. Here's Discord. Mm-hmm. What are you all about? Here's this whole other community. Yeah. By the way, I dropped a song this week. Do you want to listen? Yep. Kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's just a lot different. Yeah. It's a simple concept. But it kind of is worth maybe maybe this is that waterfall moment. Maybe this is hmm. somebody hearing this, understanding what Discord is, but then like hearing it said from other people being like, I do need to start doing my releases as waterfalls and I do need to yeah. start a Discord. Absolutely. I'm hearing that myself. Heck yeah. Dude, I, I, I can't say enough good things about Discord. I mean, there's I'm in there every week. We do weekly events. So we do like game nights. Do you? Um, like lately we've been playing a lot of Uno. <laughs> Tight. So we'll just, I'll just be in there playing Uno with fans, um, watching movie. We do movie nights. Tight. Uh, I also, I also use the discord. This is another great thing because once you have that infrastructure there, you can start getting creative. So I started doing um, like uh, con- uh cover contest. Okay. And it's a great, um, 
system. Like it's just so easy to write up rules and there's like a submission process. It makes it very easy. So I also do like giveaways. I'll just do giveaway merch and yeah. I'll do it all through Discord. Like yeah. I was telling you, I also do a podcast. So like, yeah. so for people that are listening, there's no shortcut here. Yeah. Um, it, it is a lot of work. So when I say it's easy, I don't know. I still, I still believe it. Uh, it's, it's not. No, it's, you, you just like, that is it. You just said it. Like you just said that you have put over 10 K in Facebook ads and that you would, I mean, we're talking easily 10 hours a week on discord, if not more, like with well, everything. In the beginning, you just, it was so much more than that. Cause I was putting it together, but uh yeah I, I wouldn't know how to measure it but i'm on there a lot yeah like i'm on there a lot you're daily you could definitely definitely yes. daily so it's like all these things like i get it yes it's easy but that doesn't mean that that's not work and time exactly and your hard-earned money into yep. pouring it back into your project mm -hmm. i haven't put anywhere near that amount of money into advertising this podcast mm -hmm. and i've played around with ads so mm -hmm. like i i'm really appreciative that you are sharing numbers like that mm -hmm. and specifics so granular yeah. because it makes it very encouraging and it makes it instead of this artist trying to be cocky, you're just like, yo, like it was easy in the sense of like the steps of the work were clear. Didn't yes. mean the work didn't need to be done. Yes. But at least the steps were clear. Yeah. Maybe a better word than easy is simple. Hmm. It's simple. But uh, people would argue that that's, that doesn't sound simple. Yeah. But- yeah, I don't know. I'm like now I'm rethinking how I should have worded it, but it's clear. It's like clear. The steps Once were you, clear. but it wasn't clear when I was going into it. Yeah, like, like I said, I was just figuring it out. Maybe it's easy in hindsight. Mm. I'm looking back at it and like, I don't know, man. Like, that's not to say I didn't have my moments of like doubt. We, yeah. But that's everybody. Well, here's something. Like, I, I remember. Uh, I don't know if you caught this episode, but Adam goes ham. Um, I'm pretty sure I've listened to almost every episode. So. Okay, fuck yeah. So ham on everything, super cool, like LA Club I, Night. I think yeah. I listened, yeah. And uh, at the very end, I, I didn't, we weren't even talking about work. I think we were talking about more just like finding yourself and listening mm -hmm. to yourself, loving yourself kind of thing. He's been through so much. And he said this thing to me and I, I just, I hear it all the time now. But it was it was along the lines and I'm paraphrasing slightly, but like, you don't need to know the full road ahead of you. He mm. used this analogy of like being on a windy road at night and your headlights only shine so far. Mm -hmm. You're not going to see the whole road, but you're going to see however many feet ahead of you. And that's all you need to see. Yeah. You don't need to see the whole that's road. Good. So like that to me really hit me because I'm so much the person where I want to see the next 10 years of my life and I yeah. want it to be as as tangible as that. And it's just not. Yeah. But if you really stop and break it down, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. You don't need to know the next 10 years. You need to know the next, I don't know, three months, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And another thing that I say is like, I believe that in any given time with wherever you're at in your life, there's three things that you could say that you know you need to do right now. Mm-hmm. Like you could probably tell me the next three things you need to do in your artist project to yeah. get to the next level. Uh -huh. Three things on your to-do list, whatever. So it kind of sounds like you just kept those in focus as you've gone through this journey. Yeah, You had an inkling about Facebook marketing, so you did it. And mm -hmm. you fully learned it and fully did it properly. Yeah, That led to fans coming in. Yep. Then you're like, okay, well, what do I do if I have fans coming in? Yeah. I need to engage with them. Right. Where do I do that? Yep. So it's really like you've only got that little bit of headlights shining on mm -hmm. it. You only have those three things, but mm -hmm. that's all you need. And it, yeah. that's kind of what I'm hearing. 
Yeah, no, that's a great way to boil it down. Cause yeah, like even with the Discord, that wasn't it wasn't even as like strategized. Uh, the the Discord actually came about because it was in the thick of the pandemic and um, everybody was like going through that funk and uh, Yale had kind of announced that they were doing a free happiness course. Oh, right? I feel like I remember that. Yeah. yeah. They called it like the science of well-being and mm-hmm. it was a free course and I just tweeted it and I was like, hey, like Yale's doing this thing. Like if anybody wants to do it with me, it's free. Like let's just do it. Let's do this thing together. And like a bunch of people were like, dude, this is an amazing resource. Thank you for sharing it. We sh- yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. And it was like, mad people. And so I was like, okay, well, how do I facilitate all these people? Because what I, what I wanted to do was I wanted to talk to people and like say, what did you learn from today? Like, how does this apply to your life? Whatever. And so that's what that's how it started. That's I didn't actually make the Discord for music at all in the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, it wasn't until like people kept joining and then I got up to like 30 people. Like I just instantly realized like all these people were talking and they were all there because at first it was for the the Yale thing, but then I posted on Instagram and then all these people were like, so like, what is this? Some people started joining and they didn't even know it was for the the happiness course. They were like, they were asking in the discord, they're like, what's this science class? (laughs) Yeah. Long story short, it became, it it kept growing. And so eventually it was like hundreds of people were coming in. Yeah. Right. It started out with this small thing and now it's like over over a thousand. It's like a thousand. Holy shit, really? Yeah, it's it's and it keeps growing, dude. Like I'm talking every day there's people that are coming in. Dude, that's so huge. And like you talk about like uh a community. And like I think we get so lost in seeing like, oh, did you see how many person how many followers this person has on Instagram? Mm. Oh, they have XK. And then it's like, all right, but like Again, what's that mean? Right. Whereas like when you're building a community and when Mm -hmm. there's like think a thousand real people, think about those people in our room. (laughs) Yep. That's a big ass show. That's a big ass room. Yeah. And like the depth of that connection is so much more valuable than having like a bunch of random, not interested followers Mm -hmm. that, you know, like you posted Mm -hmm. some photo. Yeah. You know, it having that community, it's like if I ever post something and like the engagement isn't doing very well. I almost feel like it's cheating because I'll just go on Discord and be like, hey guys, can you like run this up? And they're like a thousand of like my super fans. They literally like, if I'd asked them, dude, honestly, one time I was even thinking, I was like, if I asked them to just stream my song and just leave it on all night, yeah, I know they're going to do it. But then I didn't want to like, you know, yeah, scare off like the algorithm and Spotify right, right. to get me like, flagged or something. Because yeah. I know they would do it. And like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But, the quality there um and because you asked earlier like it's the quality of the fan it's like i don't i don't know that how you drive traffic is going to dictate it it's like what are you going to do how you convert that traffic yeah and what you do mm-hmm. and again that's not like you can't manufacture that like that sounds like such like a businessy term like how are you converting your traffic whatever yeah but it's like when you actually stop and think about a real good conversion it's a connection and you're giving yeah. them something of value. Yep. And it's not just like some fucking extra algorithm that you can set up to make sure you get mm-hmm. a quality person. It's a connection and a person. Yeah. Thank you again for like clarifying that. Cause I don't want people to hear that and be like, I don't yeah. know. You, you can definitely, when it comes to like the business terms, like I definitely can. Yeah. The yes. coldness of the terms, but yeah. 
No, nah, dude, I, there's many, many, many days that I'm on Discord and it's like literally like we're crying together because, bro, it's like, dude, the community is amazing. I can't speak enough to that. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, people on there like have had like low key breakthroughs. Like some people are so nervous to join the voice chats because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people. Right. So like mm-hmm. I'll just be on the voice chats hanging out with fans and there might be like 30 people and uh, s- some people like will speak up for the first time. And they'll just ask me something super simple, like, how are you doing today? And then they'll just like mute themselves after that. And then I'm just like, oh, I'm good. And then whatever. And then like, because I respond to them later on, they'll be like, dude, I've never like, I was so scared. I was so scared to like talk. Um, And like, I don't know, like when I did the cover contest, you know, people were like, oh, this is the first time I've ever made music before. Or it's like, this is the first time like I've ever shared something uh, like that I've made. Because, yeah. you know, like after they do the covers, like I, I tell them to post it. Yeah. Those things, like they mean so much. Yes. Yes, dude. And it's cool too. Like I, I think I've got a couple years on you. But when I was like first kind of finding my own friends and community on the internet, I was so big into cars. Mm. And there were car forums. And forums still exist, but they're not as popping. Mm. It seems like it's now gone to kind of like the discords. But it was this magical place that didn't quite feel like social media mm-hmm. because it wasn't so much how good does this photo look? How good do I look? How many followers do I have? How many likes did this get? It was more what value are you bringing to the form and the community? And that got respected. Yeah. So like I was really into Hondas and I had this little Honda and I want to do an engine swap. Mm-hmm. So like little 16 year old me is out here on the internet reading trying to learn how to put a whole different engine in a car. And there were people on those forums that took the time. I, video content wasn't like as popping. Like YouTube wasn't the same YouTube where there were, you could search anything. Mm-hmm. But they would take photos and there would be step-by-step photos of like how to rewire the engine's computer and like how to unbolt and switch axles and this is and that's and where to mount the engine lift and like People did that, and those people were so well respected right. amongst those forums because they were bringing so much knowledge to yeah. the forums. And sometimes I get a little sad because I feel like that value is lost, and it's just how can you sell fit tea to your followers uh-huh. on Instagram? Yeah, that's when I'm being cynical about it. But hearing you explain your Discord brings me back to that, and that's mm. what I'm hearing is like maybe you realize it, maybe you don't, but that that person that sang in your Discord for the first time on a cover, you might have sparked their ability and their excitement for an entire music career. Yeah, man. And that's community. And that's like, again, you and I are sitting down here because of the community side of the internet. Like, that's that shit I do like. Yeah, exactly, man. I spend so much time on Discord and we're on the VCs all the time. And yeah, dude, there's always like a kid that's like, so young like 13 and they're just asking me all these questions like oh what? like what do you do about this and it's like i love it man like I, I love it feels so good to just like help or like be there for people or just like when people say like man i look up to you it's like that's what i mean like i'll start crying dude mm-hmm. it's like i don't want to call them kids but i mean they are they're like 13 and they're like dude i look up to you and it's like man like 
on one hand, it's like, ah, I should, I'm not a role model by yeah, any yeah, stretch like, of like anything. Find better idols. I'm not yeah. the one. But I don't know. I guess I looked up, you know, I looked up to a lot of my favorite yeah. artists or whatever. And, you know, who knows what they were doing behind closed doors. But anyways, the, neither yeah, here nor there. But No, like I, I, I understand what you're saying. It's like, no, does it feel weird to be like in some role model look up to position? No, you're like, I'm just out here existing. I'm a human and I'm figuring it out. Yeah. But again, the community, the, yep. the, wow, that's cool that this person can take something positive away from me and that I can influence and inspire people in a cool way. Mm-hmm. That feels rad. I think everybody likes that. Yeah. I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah. It was I, like right before we started recording, you kind of made the point to be like, look, dude, I, I don't want this to just be all about me and all about like yeah. this, this, and this. And you wanted to provide value. You mm-hmm. wanted to have a conversation that people could take something from and I love the direction that this went Mm -hmm. because I like, dude, I'm sitting here learning. I'm like in my head, I'm like, all right, I need to go hard on discord. I need to master ads. Like you've given some gems here, yeah. but to conclude the story of Kenji. So here you are now as an artist, Yeah, you just, just kind of wrapped that first deal that you signed. You're putting music out consistently every month, which Mm -hmm. I respect so much. Is there anything else to conclude the story? I mean, not conclude because you're still going, you're still in it, but like just to kind of bring us up to current speed with the artist project, what are you focusing on? What are you going to do next? What are you excited about? So I just signed the deal. Like you said, I think I closed a couple days ago, five days ago or something like that. So Mm -hmm. um, while I've been here in LA, I've been wrapping up my next couple of songs which are going to be the first songs on the label so yeah just focusing on the music um starting to do shows for the first time in my yeah, life ever wow like not i know a lot of people are like oh it's my first show is back no these are my mm. first shows ever holy shit <laughs> you know uh so i have a show here in la well i mean it'll the show will have passed by the time oh, this yeah. podcast is out but yeah so um, it was amazing it was so good <laughs> it was so lit um <laughs> Yeah, so doing shows, I got one coming up in Atlanta, which is going to be crazy. Yeah, that one will still be, uh, you know, tickets will still be for sale when this comes out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's focusing on shows, and for the first time in my life, I've never considered touring as an option for me because I was just a producer, right? Like, yeah, I did. Have, I did have like a little stint of like doing the EDM DJ thing for a little yep. bit. A but, lot of people start there. Yeah. A lot of people start there. Like with all my production stuff, that also didn't connect. So anyways, um, yeah, just focusing on the music and who knows, man. I don't know. Just growing the growing the community. That's exciting. I'm really glad that we're sitting down and having this conversation right now because I, I have the feeling that we could be sitting down a year later or whenever later and kind of recapping and, and looking back at what this was the beginning of yeah because really like yeah cool you've had success and we've talked about is easy the right word i don't know but you've had success you figured it out to some degree but really this is still just the beginning like totally there's so much more to go and these shows and the growth of your project and you as an artist like you've still got so much left yep to go so much man so it's kind of cool to sit down right now in this moment and just like time stamp it heck yeah it's cool that's real cool uh where can everybody find you what's the best place to connect with you um i guess just on socials at okay kenji okay spelled out um i'm sure it'll be in like the titles and stuff so yeah yeah everything everything across everything is just at okay kenji well thank you so much man i'm so glad we got to do this it's such a cool full circle moment i'm so honored that you found the wait how did you find the podcast i think it was on in um 
on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. It was suggested. Holy shit. You got a suggested? Yeah. Wow. Thank you, YouTube gods. Yeah. That algorithm was definitely blessing you because it kept uh, suggesting you. But I think it was because um, you used to interview like, you know, I know people hate the term, but like emo rappers. Yep. Um, And so... I was trying to find interviews of like Shinigami and people yeah. like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right in that genre. So, it kinda, yeah. I was telling uh, one of my friends about the pod today and he was like, yeah, like what's the pod? And I, I was actually str- stumbling. I didn't even think about it. I was like, well, like, I think he does mostly emo rappers. That's what I said. Totally. Uh, but that's like, right? Like, that's a good thing in a sense to oops. just like No Jumper. You know who's going to be on No Jumper. Mm. That's a strength. Yeah. So it's a little bit interesting. It's a little hard. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I've always kind of come back to just like be your authentic self and have authentic conversations and let that be the through line. Mm-hmm. Because I think if you are a diehard listener, you'll understand that. And there will be that bigger picture of like, if they're on the show, it's somebody that Andrew genuinely thinks has a cool, inspiring story, can bring value is there for a reason Mm -hmm. that takes a lot of trust i have to build a lot of trust for somebody to say i'm gonna give you an hour of my time even though i have no friggin idea the name of this person Mm -hmm. so that's like i think that model works with a big podcast Mm -hmm. but i do still have to be very aware of like building it to that level because it needs to be an elevator pitch Mm. like my elevator pitch is the how i built this of music Mm -hmm. but the more specific and That's narrow you can it. be, the better. Yeah. So I don't know. I struggle with it. Dude, you're doing great, man. I, uh, I'm, I'm honored by that, honestly. And I'm, I'm even more honored by that to now hear your story. And, and like, I respect the fuck out of what you're doing. So like to, to hear that a smart person like yourself <laughs> is giving me that compliment, I'm like, all right, all right, thank you. Yeah, oh, man, so, it, I think it's very mutual. Hell yeah. So there it is. I hope you liked that episode. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. Seriously, I'm sitting here a couple days later recording this intro and outro, still thinking about how much he's got me thinking on what I can do even to continue growing the podcast. And on that line, I'm curious, as a listener, if you've made it here to the end, you probably care enough to listen to these episodes and have probably heard other ones of them. What's the best way that we could build a community together? Do you use Discord? Is that something we should start doing? Should we stay with Instagram DMs and staying in touch like that? Facebook groups? I think that's just for old people. But let me know because I want to build something. I want to build a deeper community for where are all my friends. And I was really inspired by this episode. So please, please shoot me a DM on Instagram and let me know where you have discussions and where you look for community online because it'd be really cool to build something like that. We do have a tiny Discord channel for the Patreon, but I feel like I could make that a little bit bigger and more open if that is the right platform do it so shoot me a message and let me know that would mean so so much if you want to do all the other good stuff if you haven't already subscribe rate it share it with friends you know and make sure to follow kenji as well because i'm really excited with what his project is going to be and what he's already doing right now and that says it thank you as always for listening i'll be back next week with another episode